0: the bad bitch segment <laughs> i'm court i'm kate today i'm kicking off with the first episode today's bad bitch sorry i'm being awkward okay today's bad bitch is julia tofana yay Ha! okay i don't know what i was thinking the way i wrote this intro but i have a little quote Okay. poison has a certain appeal it has not the crudeness of the revolver bullet or the blunt weapon And that's Agatha Christie in her novel or whatever it was. They do it with mirrors. I think I need to read more Agatha Christie.
1: Oh, I liked that. Yeah,
0: yeah. So we know women just love poison. It's like such a thing. So almost every day we allow someone to handle our food. If not every day, it's definitely several times a week. Whether you are eating out or grocery shopping, you're trusting people who are often strangers to respect your food. How often do we actually check our food? I mean, there is that age-old practice of checking Halloween candy. Every time we go to a restaurant, we're trusting that our food is going to come out tasting good and hopefully isn't going to make us sick. For those of us who are in significant relationships, we wouldn't dream of having to worry about our significant other putting something in our food that could potentially harm or kill us. But as we all know, unfortunately, even in recent headlines, Poisoning is still used far too often. Even with all the scientific achievements and abilities to test, people still try to get away with it too. Women have often often found themselves in situations throughout history that they found (laughs) less than appealing. There are many stories of poisoning by women. Poison is such a personal weapon often put in the victim's food. Throughout time, due to gender based norms, women usually were the ones with access to the food. Poison is discreet and not as messy as other more violent forms of murder. Additionally, poison would be used over time, little by little killing the victim.
1: I was gonna say it's gonna take forever, like yeah. you're just like looking at your watch. Yeah. Well <laughs> it's
0: just like, oh my husband, he's so sick. I don't so know. I, I, don't know I, I you know, I make him his favorite soup every day. Mimicking an unknown illness until finally giving in. This was less suspicious than a perfectly healthy person dropping dead one day. Uh, to- yes. <laughs> Today, we're going back to the 17th century Italy, a rough time for women. And we're going to learn about one of the most infamous poisoners in history, Julia Tofana, and her aqua Tofana poison. But first, I want to paint a little picture of what it was like for women in Italy at this time. Oh, dear. <laughs> Most households during this time were entirely self-sufficient. Think homesteading today. The dream, really, housewives were expecting, you know, the dream in that we would love to be able to just have our own homestead and rely off the land. Like, not the dream of what they were doing, like how they did it, but also, like, I would love to be a self-sufficient little home.
1: Oh, yes. Like an earthship type
0: of situation. Yeah. Housewives were expected to make the bread, the beer, cure and salt meats, pickle veggies, make jellies and preserves, candles, soap. They'd spin their own wool, they kept bees and took care of other livestock and farm animals.
1: I do want to learn how to make beer. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. Wait, they take care of the farm animals too? The guys don't even do that.
0: I mean, I'm sure in one I'm sure they all helped in one way or another depending on yeah. like the household.
1: Or just like pop out a bunch of kids to but
0: like it's before. a yeah i guess if they were self-sufficient they might have been doing that but they also i don't know yeah i mean they had to help a little i hope
1: <laughs> You would
0: hope. yeah oh and i'd love to and again i, I put a little side note here that i already sort of said but i'd love to be able to do all these things and a lot of these are teachable skills that really should be in our school systems
1: yes agreed
0: this sounds ideal in some ways. Don't we all want to be self-sufficient? Most people these days have it a little easier, obviously. Better technology and cleaner water. <laughs> Women's d- duties depended highly on their class status. Upper class women had a choice of marriage or the nunnery. Most often... <laughs> <laughs> Can I just uh, be thrown to the sharks? I mean, yeah. no, I'm just kidding. No, um, no. It makes me think... I don't remember the name of the movie and I wanted to look it up before I read this because... I didn't know that that was like, <laughs> these were your choices most of the time. <laughs> really, like I was, you know. There's a movie with Aubrey Plaza where she's like a nun in like the 1700s or something, and it's hilarious. I was like, is this, you know, why were the, because the whole time I'm watching the movie, I didn't fully understand why they were nuns if they wanted to like get with this dude so bad. Or. What's her name? Aubrey Plaza. It's a good movie. We should watch it sometime. <laughs> The Little well, Hours. Yes,
1: <laughs> 2017. The Little Hours. Yeah, it was.
0: It was a good movie. I love Aubrey Plaza. And
1: they're like fighting over a dude.
0: Something like that. It's I. It's a been
1: sure they're them all just like smoking.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: great. Oh my god. I'm and really I like could
0: wise. be wrong about the time period it's men in, but it's just oh, it's none. Upper class women. Marriage or nunnery. Most often, a family couldn't afford the expected dowry for all daughters. So, if there were multiple daughters in the family, the unwed ended up in a nunnery because God. They didn't want to send them to work because they were upper class. So, uh, it's just like oh. go be a nun. The nunnery also required a dowry, but it wasn't as costly as a marriage one. Uh, these wealthy women were not allowed to work. Otherwise, they were meant to rear children and homemake and basically not cause any trouble. Middle class women had more options as they were typically families that owned shops and usually in textiles, mills, embroidery, washing clothes, or they would work in the food shops, bakeries, and the like. Poor women worked in the fields or as servants or as sex workers. The
1: oldest form of work for women.
0: Yes. Marriage, as many know, isn't all it's cracked up to be. But especially in the 17th century Europe, marriages were transactional, not bound by love at that time, but by business deals between families. Women were viewed as property to unload and make money from. This is uh, especially true in the upper classes because daughters were just used as currency in business deals. Just trade them for a pig. Yeah, yeah. More <laughs> yeah. Lower classes, however, were more likely to be able to wed for compatibility due to needing a work partner. <laughs> So, arranged marriages at this time, because they were not committed by by love, were more often violent and abusive. Uh, typical arranged marriage was between a 16-year-old girl and a 30-year-old man. And it
1: was also their cousin, right? <laughs> Something
0: like that. These girls, um, these little girls, were expected to start having kids immediately in their adolescence until their late 40s. 50% of children died before the age of two at this time, so basically they were just trying to pop them out, hoping some would make it. But continuously going from pregnancy to pregnancy, back to back for decades, is probably really horrible on the body. Can we just take a moment to think about that? Uh, People still don't really take birth seriously, uh, what it does to the body, and that's why women still die in childbirth to this day. Back in Tofana's time, women were more likely to die in childbirth than to have an education.
1: Can you just, you know, talk about breeding dogs. I mean, I know it's not the same, but, like, you're, if you think about it, you're constantly breeding a, a mama. She's going to get yeah. sick. Yeah. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. Which you shouldn't do either. Okay. Yes.
1: <laughs> and don't clip your dog's ears. I'm sorry. Little pitties. Like, what if we all clipped your ears? Like, just love just,
0: them, them right off. To top it off, because women were property, they were treated like animals and punished and humiliated in public if they were found to be speaking out of line or even too gossipy. There was a particularly horrible device called the scolds bridle, which I'm going to find pictures of and put in the show. Oh my and, God, you it, told me a in about this a couple of
1: weeks ago and I was like, dear Lord, I thought it couldn't get any worse. Yeah, yeah.
0: And what the scolds bridle is, and it, it's an iron cage-like mask a woman was made to wear uh, the iron helmet had a muzzle and a scold that was placed in the wearer's mouth to hold their tongue in place. So think like a horse scold. Oh um, the scold was sharp and would gag the wearer if they tried to speak. Once in the torture masks, the women would be paraded around town to be made a spectacle of. These, <laughs> these scolds were also used on Quakers because, you know, they didn't want Quakers spreading their religion. Cause like, uh, this yeah. is, is this Catholicism at this time? I probably should have looked into that. Needless to say, things were rough. Women had few options other than death of their own spouse, of themselves, of their, or their spouse. Divorce was not an option at this time either. So in walks Julia Tofana. Little is known about Tofana's early life. It being so long ago, it's hard to pinpoint an exact date of birth, but it's said that she was born in Palermos, Sicily around 1620. Isn't that where um, Courtney and Travis got married, is Palermo? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. It was,
1: it was Italy.
0: Yeah, I think it was, I could be totally wrong. Tofania Diadamo, sorry, I'm, I never took Italian, was executed in 1633 alongside her other daughter, Girolama Spera.
1: I'm mostly Sicilian and I
0: don't know. Yeah. We're Americans, sorry. We don't learn second languages like everybody else does.
1: If you hear kids screaming and pounding around in the background, we do apologize. Our neighbors are obnoxious.
0: Tofania Diadamo was executed in 1633 along her other daughter, Girolama Spera, also known as, <laughs> I'm going to butcher this, Astrolega della Langara. Ooh, that sounded Beautiful. <laughs> We'll see (laughs) the accused of um, she was accused of murdering her husband and she was believed to be Julia Tafana's mother. So Julia Tafana originally started working with a cosmetics shop that she opened after the death of her husband. So both, both these women have husbands that die. Julia and her daughter traveled to Naples, then settled in Rome to start their business or what some describe as a criminal poisoning ring. It says she learned her trade by visiting apothecaries and studying with them. Her mother was also likely the source of much of her knowledge, given it was likely her husband had died by poison. For all we know, this was a family trade secret. Other sources say the recipe could have been from a priest, who was also in the criminal ring, once settled It is unknown when Julia created her infamous poison, aqua tofana, but it was easy enough. Most of the ingredients included were already used in cosmetics at the time, so it wasn't seen as strange that she would have these items on hand.
1: Like arsenic and stuff. Yeah. Your skin clear. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I forgot to write down, like, what this shit, this other shit was done. But Aqua Tofana may have included Belladonna, which was a standard beauty product at the time, and it was used to dilate pupils.
1: What is the point of that for beauty? Yeah, oh, just like... Just, uh, you know. I don't know. Like, wouldn't you want to see your irises more? Like, I,
0: never... I don't know. It says, uh, it was seen as so dang hot back then, but um, overuse of this would cause blindness. So... Um, Lord. Yeah, I just think I don't know. Like it's like doll-like, or yeah. you know, like oh, yeah, yeah. makes people's eyes more sparkly. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, we know what people look like when their pupils are fucking huge. Yeah, so just give them
1: some acid. Yeah, yeah, die from that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, well. I guess it depends on the person. But anyway, the belladonna, arsenic, lead, and antimony. So originally, the poison was distributed as a powder and then later as a liquid. The bottle it was carried in was labeled with St. Nicholas of Barley or of Barley. Why can't I say his name? Bari? St. Nicholas of Bari. Okay. The poisonous mixture was odorless and tasteless and undetectable in an autopsy at the time. As little as four drops of the poison could kill someone and they would be spread out over a few days. The first dose causing a cold and flu-like symptoms, getting progressively worse with each individual dose, leading to vomiting, burning sensations in the throat and stomach, extreme thirst, and diarrhea. Fun times. Yeah, gross. Because of the horrible conditions so many women lived in um, during this time, Julia and those that worked with her wanted to help, which was why she began selling Aquatofana. For decades, the women of Rome came to Julia to rid themselves of their terrible husbands. There aren't any clear stories of Julia's death. One version says she died at an old age in her sleep in 1651, never having been found out of her crimes.
1: (laughs) So how many, do we know how many women, well, it was so long ago, do we know how many women
0: went? Well, here's, here's the, the Hollywood version. Okay. Let me take a swig of my water. Another version describes Julia's downfall by the hand of one of her clients. The woman had bought the concoction from Julia to use on her husband. When her husband went to eat the soup she poisoned, the woman got cold feet and stopped him from eating the laced soup. The husband forced his wife to admit what she had done and who had given her the poison. Julia Tafana caught wind of the news and found sanctuary in a church. Um, maybe the church for the... That worked with that priest that might have given her the concoction, oh, yeah, but the sanctuary was short-lived when a rumor was spread that she had poisoned the town water. Townspeople stormed the church and dragged Tofana out. Upon her capture, she was held and tortured until she admitted to killing six hundred men between nineteen or er, 1633 and sixteen fifty-one. This version has her thrown over the church wall to her death. Wait, six hundred? You said sixteen thirty-three and sixteen fifty-one. No, how many people she. Oh, caught. yeah, she. Oh, sorry. She admitted to um, killing 600 men.
1: Jesus. Yeah. <laughs>
0: made
1: a lot of money off that potion.
0: Sorry. Yeah, yeah. You. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's said that the criminal ring lasted long beyond her death, and Aqua continued to be distributing after her passing. Members of this ring were also later caught and executed. I have some typos in here because I have a habit of like never proofreading things. I get that. People have gone to extremes to get out of bad situations, sometimes even murder. A part of me wants to celebrate Julia's bad bitchery for being what may have been one of the few sources of hope and safety for women at this time. Murder is a very extreme choice to make, and it's hard to think that women were so desperate at this time that death was literally the one way out of it shit's crazy now but i'm really glad we don't have a scolds bridal i know i'd be someone they'd want to muzzle it's giving yeah. handmaid's tale yeah and i'm probably she probably got like i i know you haven't seen the handmaid's tale and you haven't read it right i started
1: wa- I've, I've tried. it's to
0: really it dark a million times. at one point women end up in what could be perceived as a type of muzzle it was i wasn't really impressed with how they did it on the show i'm not going to talk shit but yeah. um it, basically this like they didn't want their handmaids to talk so they muzzled them so i'm sure she might have pulled it from that because i know a lot of the stuff a lot of the stuff that she um (laughs) pulled from to write that was pulled from shit that actually happened in history so
1: yeah i'm not surprised i think kelly's starting to read that book you read the book too
0: yeah damn it's been a long time since i read it but i did way back in the day but um yeah so that's my little uh story about julia Tafana and you know what it was like living in rome italy in the 1700s and or not the, i'm sorry the 17th century the 1600s yeah this yeah. is our janky um jimmy rigged setup that we're starting yeah, off with like every years, podcast
1: a few years from now we'll probably either re-record some of these newer or these first episodes or just like <laughs>
0: well, who knows maybe people will like them yeah it's authentic. Um, yeah, what else? So, yeah. Any any thoughts? Anything you want to say about Miss Tofana? Or, like, I don't know. A lot of people have been poisoning people. There's been a lot of poisonings lately. Like, that that chick that wrote that book after she poisoned her husband. Did you hear oh, about that? Oh, and
1: then she, she wrote about a grief book, right? She wrote yeah. a grief book after she killed her husband. Yeah. Yeah. And she had children, too. I think it was, like, four
0: yeah, children. Like, yeah. What...
1: How do you have the audacity? Like,
0: well, you know,
1: stu- you wouldn't have
0: to put your kids through grief if you didn't kill their, their, yeah. their dad. Well, anyway. I was
1: just listening to, um, I don't know if it was, um I think it was Mile Higher, they did a whole episode on the girl that killed her mom Oh and with put her, in her a boyfriend. Suitcase. Yeah, and put her in a suitcase. And yeah. like, like, okay, she, she was like, oh, she... She killed my dad in a hotel, so I wanted to kill her in a yeah. hotel. And, like, the amount of stupidity her and her boyfriend did. Like, texting the whole time. Yeah. This, that, and the third. I won't get into it, but...
0: Well, yeah. also, like, w- I just started with this. I thought this was a fun thing. We're not going to always be telling murder, like, yeah, always- dark stories. Um, we're telling all sorts of stories. We got a lot yeah. of awesome people lined up.
1: Yeah. 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 But we
0: are, like... M- morbid murderino ladies so yeah you know yeah there's gonna be some dark shit we throw in there but we're all i don't know i just want to tell some badass bitch stories so. yes hope you like the first episode yes Thanks, do guys. all the things
1: come back to the segment soon
0: <laughs> yeah so i'm just gonna stop recording now okay. uh goodbye